This podcast is not meant to be professional advice of any kind. It's meant to be informative and entertaining. If you make any changes to your life, see the appropriate professional before you do so. Hello, and welcome to SuperAge. My name is David Harry Stewart. I'm the founder of Aegist. At SuperAge, we help you live better and become the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want a SuperAge? Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 100 of the SuperAge podcast. This will be dropping on September the 7th, 2022. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker, the dashboard to your inner health. Go to InsideTracker.com slash Aegis, save 20% on all their products. So today, as we're working in the show, um, here in Park City, Utah, it was up to 95 today, which is actually like really hot for here. And, you know, in places of California, it was a lot warmer than that, um, you know, which you know, has that's happened sometimes this time of year, um, you know, early September. But, you know, what's sort of caught my attention is that more and more I'm hearing people that I think are pretty sane friends of mine, um, acquaintances that I know, talking about moving because of climate change. And that's this is the first I've been hearing of this. And, and I actually know people who've done exactly that, who've left, um, you know, Los Angeles, uh, places out in the desert in California, because they're concerned about climate change and about water. So, I mean... I don't know what to say. I just wanted to, to bring that up and say, like, I'm I'm hearing this. People are people are not only talking about it; they're like taking action on it. So, I don't I don't know how much of that we're going to see in the future. Maybe we'll see a lot of that. Maybe not. Um, hard to say. But you know, in any case, winter will be coming soon. To at least where I live, it tends to get very cold here in the winter, and I don't expect that that'll be much different this year. Um, and on the topic of cold, we're going to be talking all about exactly that today. Cold. And what I mean by that, and we're going to use this as sort of an overall umbrella term today, which is cold therapy. And cold therapy, I would say, is the willful exposure to cold, um, be it cold water, um, uh, a cold cryotank, or something else in that flavor, to get some kind of therapeutic effect. And in my conversations with people out there in the world of wellness and health span and stuff, outside of the sort of normal things that we think of, so you want to get good sleep, absolutely essential, um, make sure exercise, you're eating the right things, you're, you have a de-stressing program. But outside of those, if we talk into like a therapy, this cold exposure is always right up there. It's up there with sauna and it's up there with you know, some of the other things that we talk about, but it's a, it's a very potent therapy, can be very effective for a lot of things. I have a good friend of mine who has a pretty severe case of osteoarthritis, and she was, you know, munching down a lot of ibuprofen every day to get through the day, and I introduced her to one form of cold therapy, which is cryotherapy, and cryotherapy is a tank with a very cold air of some kind, either air or liquid nitrogen. I prefer the air variety that's the, the whole body. I think it's a little safer. Um, so she does that now once a week, and she has been pain-free for months. No more ibuprofen. Um, this is all she does, and it's like completely transformed her life. And as we're going to talk about on the podcast day, there are other forms of 
cold therapy. Um, the, the kind that I, like myself, is exposure to cold water. That seems to work better for me. Um, but everybody's different, you know, and I, I, what I want to do today is just have a discussion with our guest, John O. James, and talk about, you know, what's happened with him. He had a very serious childhood illness that he has managed through cold. And, and just full disclosure, John o also owns a, um, a cedar tank cold, uh, an ice tank company um, in Australia. But um, we're not really going to talk about that too much. I want to talk to him about his experience with cold and um, some of my experience with cold. And to just introduce all of you out there, that although this might seem really extreme and kind of crazy, it's really not. Um, and if you do it once, you'll you'll understand um, why it works so well. So we're going to get with John o. James in just a moment after a quick word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the dashboard to your inner health. Just as a car has a dashboard, so you can tell how fast you're going and how much gas you have, you need a dashboard for your inner health. You need to know what's going on inside your body if you're going to optimize it. You need some way to monitor what's going on inside your body. And then once you know what's going on inside your body, you need some way to help optimize that. This is what I get from Inside Tracker. With their 43 biomarkers that they're testing, along with the genetics that they test me for, I know what I should be eating to really optimize where I want to be. And I get to choose that target of where I want to be. Am I working on brain health? Am I working on longevity? Is there something with my fitness that I'm interested in optimizing? The app will make recommendations personalized to me based on my blood work and my genetics. And that's something that I just think is invaluable. Um, it's not a replacement for seeing my doctor. Or it's not a replacement for any of the other professionals in my life. It is an additive, but it is an additive that is with me every day, all day. And I can consult it and I can see what should I be doing right now. And then I can test again and see what changes have happened. If you go to insidetracker.com slash ageist, you'll save 20% on all their products. Hey, Jono, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, uh, what time is it where you are? And where are you and what time is it? So I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia and uh, it's 7 a.m. here. So I just woke up. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> if I'm a bit slow to answer questions, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's three in the afternoon here where I am. But um, So we're going to talk about cold today. Um, and you're somebody who knows a lot about cold therapy. Um, why don't you give me your background? How, how did you get into interested in cold? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess I guess if we want to answer that question fully, we'll have to go way back um, to the beginning. Um, and basically, I was born with a condition called cystic fibrosis. And for those that aren't familiar, it's a condition that affects the lungs, liver, pancreas, and digestive system. And it's actually a really serious condition. Like I was, I was given probably ten years to live when I was born and the, the doctors were like, you know, don't try anything alternative. It's not going to work. Don't get too attached. Um, and thankfully my parents ignored that advice. And my mom, uh, my, my mom made it her full-time job looking after me and trying to find anything and everything that could help. And, um, and yeah, so, so she, she, she went through 
she just uh, this is before the internet was was widely spread. So she would go to the local library, she would download journal articles and um, and then print them out and take them home and read them. And she just left no stone unturned, and um, she managed to get me through uh, to to teenagehood very healthy. And then um, and then it just became a natural interest of mine. And so when I was, I remember uh, in. In high school, I would go home and and read journal articles on the internet when all the other kids were reading cartoon, uh, watching cartoons. <laughs> so it just became a natural interest of mine, and um, things just kind of took off from there. I ended up becoming a certified nutritionist, and so I've always had this sort of desire and interest in the human body and health and nutrition and our environment and mindset and all that. And naturally, that progressed to finding different therapies that weren't really being talked about and one of those therapies was uh cold therapy and contrast therapy and um and yeah so that's that's how i I was kind of introduced to the whole thing and it's 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 been just incredible for my health i'm not saying it's it's cured my condition or anything but it's it's one of those things that's it's um it's a sort of it's a weapon in the arsenal against against my condition so so did you start with um were you were you finding things in the literature around the benefits of cold therapy and, and cold i mean you, you know plunging into cold water i'm guessing is what people were doing yes yes exactly well it's funny i i started with a sauna actually that's how i got into mm. into this whole thing and um i bought a sauna online um sight unseen didn't know if it worked didn't know how big it was didn't know if it disassembled didn't even know where it was going to go and as soon as I bought it, I'm like, oh my god, that's the that's the stupidest thing I've ever done. And um, and then yeah, I, I ended up getting it to my house. It, I could figure out where it where it would go, and uh, it it actually did work, and I've used it ever since. And um, and then I discovered that I really enjoyed going from really really hot to really really cold. And um, and then I looked into ice baths, and then and then um, and then then it's it's funny because that's that's my introduction. I didn't actually. Uh, I didn't actually go into the literature until after I started doing it. And then when I did go into the literature, I found there's just, there's just so many benefits. Um, there's a myriad of, of things that, that I helped buy it. And, uh, and the, the research is getting stronger and stronger every day. So uh, let's see, I want to back this up a little bit. So why, what <laughs> possessed you first to buy this sauna? And what did you, it's a regular, not a, not an infrared, like a, like a regular one traditional no it's it actually is a an infrared one and ah, um okay yeah so i i the reason i i bought it is because i really enjoyed saunas as just a as an experience and i did know a fair a fair bit about um uh, i guess you call it heat therapy I'm, I'm not sure what you call it actually but um i did know a fair bit about the the benefits of a sauna and so that's mm-hmm. why i and i've always my entire life has been about finding that little bit more of an edge than I had yesterday on my condition. And um, so I, right. I bought it. I bought it for that. And um, yeah, things just naturally progressed from there. So um, talk to me about, um, you know, the, it's, it's a certain kind of person who decides to get themselves into an ice bath without, um, you know, people do it not so much commonly now, but I, I mean, I do it. But I've I, there's a lot of other people out there that I sort of followed that was like, okay, this works. What got you to go from 
sauna to the ice bath. And what, what kind of ice thing were you doing initially? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess it was just, I just discovered that I really enjoyed going from hot to cold. And I, I thought, okay, yeah. That's a weird thing, man. I want to tell you, I do it. It's not, <laughs> it's not enjoyable. It's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it sounds crazy if you, if you, if you really uh, think about it. And a lot of people look at me like you voluntarily get into freezing cold water, <laughs> which is fair enough. You get some, you get some odd looks, but um, I guess it's the, it's the feeling you get. I quite enjoy the feeling as it's happening, but a lot of people don't actually enjoy it, but you enjoy it afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. It feels like you just, you know, you get out, you feel like you're Superman, you're really happy. Absolutely. And, um, and you also, there's also the psychological side of it. You feel like if you, uh, the way I look at it is that it, it builds resilience. Like if mm-hmm. you're, if you're able to control yourself uh, and your physiological reaction to something, when you're in a fair amount of discomfort as you are in an ice bath, then if something in if something else in your life happens that you are not entirely in control of, you're going to have a, a more sort of measured and um, sort of controlled response to that. So it, it builds resilience in that way as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I have um, a, a sort of a range of experiences with this. And um, the most extreme is that um, I, I live in Park City, Utah, and the winter it's cold. And yep. we have a we have a sauna in our gym, which is like traditional sauna, and it's meant. I don't know how hot it is. I can tell you that I brought a meat thermometer in there, and it's one of the ones with like the probe, and then there's like a plastic part of the end. I put the whole thing in there, and at 186 degrees, the thing broke. So I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what the temperature is, but it's higher than that. And yeah. so we would, you know. So what we do is we go in there for like 20 minutes, and then we go out, and it'll be like 15 degrees. And one of the pools out there, uh, they don't heat. So we break it with a barbell and then yeah. go in. But that's, so that's the air is like 15 and the water is probably 33, 34. And I think I can do like a minute. And then my hands and feet just hurt too much. <laughs> to get out. <laughs> but that's the most extreme version of this sort of thing that I've done. But I do experience exactly what you said is once I get out, I feel like Superman, like all the, the, the adrenaline, the, the neuroadrenaline, all these chemicals are going through me and my brain is just lit up. Like, I, I feel super smart. I'm not any smarter, but I feel smarter, you know. <laughs> um, so talk to me a little bit about the, uh, you know, what are you seeing? It's, it's helped your condition. Um, yes. And then, so what has been your personal effect from doing the the cold and the, and the, contrast therapy from the heat to the cold yeah absolutely well um it's just a there's just a whole whole range of things like uh, i feel like i'm getting sick less often and um my lungs are clearer and um you know i i seem to be able to maintain my physique a lot easier like i don't um i've, I've recently started a business and i haven't been able to exercise at all but i do sauna every day and mm-hmm. i've been able to sort of keep my keep muscular mass um, with just the sauna. And, uh, so there's that side and there's also the, um, the mental health benefits of it. Like I find that I, I'm in general, uh, um, a happier person, a less anxious person. And, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of any, of anything else. I, I, I benefit from it. My, mainly those things. Yeah. 
So, so you know, um, before they had um, serotonin uptake inhibitors, the sort of, um, you know, uh, SSRI drugs. Um, yeah. Uh, so before they developed those, the only cure they had for people with depression was cold. And um, like in the, you know, in the early, I guess it was the early 20th century, you would go to a place, um, so like a mental health clinic, a sanatorium, and they would put you in cold water. Um, and then people would come out and they would feel much happier um, that it, you know, it does that. So that's also, that's yeah. Why, yeah. I mean, in the morning I take a cold shower because I feel awesome. Afterwards. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's so interesting. I actually had no idea about that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny how knowledgeable, like we, we look back at people like a thousand years ago or more and, and we, right. we kind of assume that they, they weren't as smart as us, but they, they figured out a fair amount of things that are now being validated by science. That's right. It was cold water was the original antidepressant. Um, and it, it, it works really well. The, so some of the other things that, um, well, let's talk about the different sort of varieties of cold therapy. So yeah. there's the, um, the sort of basic, um, people get a horse trough, they fill it with water, they put some ice in it, and then they get in it. Um, there's some people that are a little more adventuresome and they take a, like a freezer and they turn it sideways. Um, yeah. They fill it full of water on, if you're going to do this at home unplug the freezer before you get in the thing or you have a very bad outcome. Um, yes. and, and, and yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. And then there's the sort of tubs you get in where, um, I did one on Saturday. So that was 40 degrees Fahrenheit water and it's flowing around your body. Yeah. Um, and that's really impactful. I have to say, um, and then there's, yes. uh, then there are cryo chambers and there's two flavors of those. There's the, um, head out so there's nitrogen down below and there's the whole body which is chilled air and those are like minus 220 um so i i mean what i've seen is um i know people who've had pretty dramatic benefits from the cold and and what are the sort of things outside of you have a very specific condition but for people who have other sort of reasons like why would someone else want to go into cold besides they just want to get really high when they get out of the cult. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you have to be a little bit on the crazy side, I guess that's, the, <laughs> that's a requirement. Um, but yeah, um, I've had people come to me and they, they say that like, I've got a, I've got a, 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 a customer of mine who has incredibly bad uh, back pain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was from an injury, and he he says the only the only time I'm not in pain is when I'm in the ice bath, and so and I've had a, a, so many people reach out and say yeah, like uh, for my pain condition, the ice bath really helps, and um, so so that's one, and then the other is mental health. Like there's so many people mm-hmm. with anxiety and depression these days, and right. and most people seem to find that they they get a lot of benefit from the ice baths um, from that, and. Um, just all sorts of things, really. Like there's a there's just a huge list of, of things that people um, use the ice bath for, and it's and it's growing every day. And people people really swear by it. And um, yeah, even even things that science hasn't really validated yet. Um, but at the same time, that's 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 kind of how people that's how scientists come up with their hypothesis. They they look at what's what's happening, um, and then they they go and put it in a clinical trial, and then they they validate it. So yeah. I have a friend who has um, osteoarthritis and yep. 
she was taking fistfuls of ibuprofen every day to get through the day. She doesn't do that anymore. Um, she goes in a cryo tank once a week. Done. No more pain. Um, yeah. I, I have friends. I'm, I'm 63. I have a number of friends my age whose biggest complaint about the summer is they can't get into the frozen pool anymore. Because, and they hurt all the time because they can't go in the frozen pool. But if they go in the frozen pool, they come out and they feel fine. And um, my, my understanding of the science of this is, you, you probably know this better than I do, but it, what happens is all the blood pools into your organs to keep, your body, to keep them alive in your brain. And then when you get out, there's a reflex response. And then all the blood uh, flows out into areas where it's sometimes difficult to get to. So um, your bones, your tendons, uh, joints, places like that. You, so the blood rushes in there, bringing nutrients and, and relief. And then um, people feel better. Like I feel better um, when I do something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, no, I think there's a, there's a number of ways that it, it works on the body. I think it's one of the, it's uh, on top of that. It's another thing like um, it's it's a positive stress on the body. And it's a stress yeah. that that kind yeah. of challenges the body to get better. That's Similar right. to exercise, for instance, like the yep. when you exercise, the 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 body goes, oh oh, I'm not actually good enough how I am now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you're putting me under a bit of pressure. I need to build build muscle mass and and become better and stronger. So. I think, um, yeah, that's that's another aspect of how um, cold therapy works to improve health. Yes, uh, it's a hormetic stress, and yes, exactly. Um, that's um, exactly the way uh, calorie deprivation works, exercise works, um, sauna, the heat works, cold, same deal. Um, all very basic hormetic stress response stuff that's really great for the body. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of you know, total comfort leads to total decay, put a little discomfort in your life and your body will adapt and you're going to live longer. It's a good thing. Well, we need, we need to treat the body like we did, um, you know, 10,000 years ago or more, you know, the, the body is not designed to sit around on a comfy couch. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be challenged. It's supposed to be a tool for foraging and hunting and things like that. So yeah, the, the more, the more we separate ourselves from the ways we used to do things, the the less the less good our health becomes. Uh, and and for everyone out there who thinks that we're crazy for doing this, um, there's no um, you're not going to be injured. <laughs> it's just yes. uh, and and I, in my experience, um, really in any of these. So if I if I go in, I have to say a 50 degrees circulating cold water, yeah. Not so bad. I can do that for like five minutes. That's not no big deal. 40 starts to get my hand, especially because I go to my neck. So um, my hands and my feet start to, after two or three minutes, it's like, oh, that <laughs> that hurts. But um, there's no like permanent damage. You're like, fine. It's just and the initial sort of shock that you've done this to yourself. And then 20 seconds later, your body's like, okay, we got this. We can, we can manage this. We can. We have systems to like deal with this. Yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. The first twenty seconds are the hardest. Yeah, and um, and once you once you get over that, it's you're still not comfortable. <laughs> no, you are. But you're um yeah you you you're, you're exactly as you said. You get over the initial shock, and then you're in in there. And then if you concentrate on your breathing, um, then it becomes a lot. It becomes a lot easier, and you can even put yourself in a mini in a kind of mini trance. 
and um, and just you know concentrate on your breathing and um, and, and get through it that way. And so a lot it, of people, a lot of, a lot of people say that the so for me the limitate the the limiting factor for me is 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 as you described my hands and feet. Yeah. And um, so what I what I started doing is I wear, I would wear wetsuit booties and oh, wetsuit yeah. uh, gloves, and right. that way because I can I can stay in there probably three or four times longer with oh. just my body if my hands and feet are covered, and um, and so what I've done is I've slowly. Um, slowly taken those off um and then kind of adapted my hands and feet to the cold mm-hmm. and that's um because that way it was limiting the amount of time i could spend in there because it, it, it literally felt like i was being stabbed with knives the entire time yeah right so yeah that's exactly right <laughs> and that's once the stabbing knife thing starts i'm out that's like yes. okay yeah i've had enough of that um so you mentioned breathing and there's sort of two schools of thought on this um there's the the wim hof variety which is the um sort of hyper oxygenation hyperventilating sort of way to do it and then there are other people who are it's almost the opposite they're like no no you just want to um increase the carbon dioxide in your body so that you become very calm and you slow your heart rate down rather than than amping it up which which one do you do I kind of I, I kind of do both if I'm honest. Like I've I've experimented with the Wim Hof method and it's it's amazing, but it's it kind of depends on my mood, I guess. Um, I think a big part of that is just taking your attention away from the cold, mm. and so I think the um, so it's probably it might be a bit of a placebo effect either one. Mm-hmm. I do know that the Wim Hof method's been been uh, pretty extensively tested scientifically, but yeah, I do find. Um, if you're concentrating on your breathing and you're just really sort of meditating on that, mm. then uh, yeah, less of your attention is on the cold water. I find that uh, when I get into the crazy cold, like the ice in the pool, I I do the Wim Hof probably just to like exactly what you're saying to just distract myself. I'm not sure that it really makes a difference, but it makes me feel like I'm doing something about this really uncomfortable environment that I'm in. Um, but when I do the, um, if I do a cryo tank or I do like, um, like a tub, um, then I've, I've gotten to, I can really slow my breathing down and, um, try and relax as much as possible. Uh, yes, I, guess, I guess it depends. What you mentioned, you were, you're a nutritionist. Is there a relationship between, um, food and the cold? So do you, do you eat something? Do you before or after, is there any sort of interaction there or does it not matter? Um, I haven't actually looked into that. To be honest, I think if you had a, a, a crap ton of um, spicy food, you'd be begging for the, <laughs> the cold water. <laughs> but apart from that, um, not that I'm aware of. I I find that both um, this I find this some uh, both the sauna, um, like the the really hot one that I go to, and the cold tends to really uh, jack my metabolism. Um, so I know if I do, you know, a couple of two, two or three rounds of contrast therapy, I I just can't wait to eat. Like, I feel like my metabolism like through the roof and I can't wait to eat. The first thing that enters my mind is what am I eating? Like, <laughs> where's the nearest place I get some food right now? Cause I'm starving. Cause I, and, and I've heard this about people who do the cold that, um, it really increases their metabolism and, it turns um, 
I don't know if this is true, their white fat, which is the fat that we don't want, uh, tends to turn to brown fat, um, which is which is the good fat that we want. And I, I actually find the people who do uh, our travel editor is a cold water swimmer. Like she swims year round in the North Atlantic. Um, and um, she's really thin and she um, says it's all about like, you know, doing that. I'm, have you ever heard anything about that? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're spot on with that. Like um, cold exposure increases brown fat and um, it's, and, and when you're, when you're in uh, cold, especially cold water, um your body has to fire up and basically counteract the cold that you're in so it has to it has to produce all of this energy this heat energy to counteract it and um yeah that's that's kind of directly linked to the the metabolism so you, you end up burning more calories at the same time yeah that's that makes sense to me i i um the other thing with the, with the contrast therapy if what i find is if i do like three rounds of it um, by the third one, the cold becomes much more impactful. It takes me a long time to warm up. And on, I did this on Saturday, two days ago, it was, a, I think it was about 105 here. And I drove for an hour with the windows open and the seat warmer on, um, yeah. to like, because I just get like the core at that point, like the core of my body is just so cold. It takes a while to warm up. I mean, do you have that happen? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the the mechanism behind that is where so basically when you're you're heating up your your core body temperature in the sauna and then you're dropping it down in the ice bath and but each time you do that into the ice bath you're dropping it a little bit more mm. and then when when you go into the sauna you you elevate it a bit but because you're so hot in there you don't actually notice that your core temperature is 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 lower than it was before and then so at the in, with the last time you do it um, and you get out, that's when your core temp- body temperature is as low as it as it will go, and that's probably why it takes you longer to to heat up again. I've actually read somewhere that if you do not contrast therapy, but if you if you um, say go swimming somewhere cold, and you get out of the water, y- your body will. Um, so that the, all the bl- the blood goes into reverse, right? So it all goes into your extremities, like warm the body up. But you got to make sure that you you're in a place that's warm, because otherwise you'll go into hypothermia. Um, not so much from the cold water, but from coming out the that reflex reaction of the blood going out and all the capillaries opening up. You got to make sure, like um, my friend, my travel editor, she says, like that's the worst part is getting from the water to the warm place <laughs> you gotta do that yes. really quickly <laughs> bad stuff happens yeah um so uh, talk to me a little bit about you know some of the things that you know we talked about mood and i know osteoarthritis i know for myself my my joint and muscle aches get um dramatically better from the cold um, oh, and I'll tell you a story. You'll like this, Jono. So I'm in the sauna and the, the sauna we have here is very social, not in a weird way. It's just sort of like people chat. And because I live in Park City, the U.S. Olympic team trains here. And in the summer, a lot of the runners are here, the long distance people who are, if you've ever been around Olympians, they're just like not normal people. Like they're the guy next to me. I was like, so what's your resting heart rate? 32. <laughs> like what? Crazy. How is that even possible? So we were, t- I, I said, so I'm um, talking about the cold and they all like, as soon as I said the cold, they had just lit up 
they're like, oh, we love the cold. We love the cold. But they won't let them go in the cold um, when they're training because they want their bodies to adapt to the, the sort of uncomfortability of recovery. But whenever they're in any kind of a meet, um, any sort of a competition, the first thing they do after they get off the track is immediately in an ice bath um, because they're going to have to run again. They're going to have to compete again in a day or two. So, um, yeah, that's what those guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're definitely right. Athletes, uh, professional athletes, just they're just very <laughs> they're just built differently. Um, yeah, but yeah, the the recovery benefits of, of ice baths are, are pretty pretty good. Although I, I I think it was Andrew Hoverman, the the doctor, he was saying that if you use an ice bath after exercise, it actually um, sort of actually hinders uh, muscle growth. So he, he actually recommends, yeah. yeah he actually recommends using it beforehand, which is a bit counter counterintuitive, but uh, apparently that's what the science says. <laughs> yeah, I would dispute him on both of those points. Um, I, I think he's he's a clever guy. I don't. There's a lot of things he says that I personally wouldn't do. Um, I, yeah, I think that the the science on the reduction of hypertrophy from cold. Yeah, I don't know, kind of dodgy on that, but um, but then you know whatever i'm not i'm not looking to become you know the next arnold schwarzenegger so i just, I just <laughs> yeah, exactly. like walk comfortably through my day <laughs> so I, mm. where i'm at well so sometimes like a lot of these studies they're they're um they're done on like sort of hyper athletes who need that extra one oh. percent and you know that right. the typical person needs that extra 10 percent and then and yeah. we're never ever going to need that so it might have been like one might have been like muscle growth was limited by one gram a day or something like that and you're like, okay, well, yeah. that's not that's not relevant to me <laughs> no it's not relevant to me either and i i you know what what it, what is relevant to me is how sore am i how much do my joints hurt how much do my muscles hurt um, and what level of recovery have I achieved so that mm. I can do, can, so that I can do this again tomorrow or the day after that's, yes. that's what's important to me. And I, I, I mean, truthfully, if I had access to cold, I would, I would do it every day. Um, you know, the cold, the only yeah. cold, I have shower here and in the winter here, I have, you know, water mm. out of the shower is like, it's cold. Well, that's a that's a really good point you make because um, something like that that would escape the attention of a clinical uh, like a trial, right? So, what right. they might find that the the cold actually does hinder muscle growth, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if you if you take into account the fact that you can exercise more often right. because you're well recovered, because, right? Then, exactly. Then it, it could be a, it could be a net gain. So, yeah. So that that's an interesting point. I, and I and I think that with. Um... You know, there's a lot of data on sauna because sauna, um, traditional sauna is really easy to calibrate. It's, you know, here's the room, here's the temperature, here's how many times, um, here's how, you know, here's the amount of time they're in there. This is what happens. Cold, I think, is a lot harder to um, to calibrate because you've got the different sort of, you know, is the water moving? Is it not moving? What's the temperature? How long are the people in? What are they doing before? What are they doing after? And I, so I, I, I've, I found there's less info on this um, other than you talk to people and they're once they get over the shock of doing it, um, they be, um, I think addiction is a pretty good word for it. Like people are just like, I think about it all the time, John. Like, I just yeah. think like, when can I go back in the cold tub? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's interesting because, um, like I've I've spoken to a fair few people like this, and like some people, are like, oh, this is the new health craze; it's going to go away. And and uh, but when you talk to people, I think they're the proportion of people who who just fall in love with it immediately, relative to um, the, those that try it, is just mm. really really high, and um, like more so than like spin class or yoga or, or whatever it may be. Like people just, yeah. like people just like I I know people like they're like this is a, this is a need. This is not a want. This is a need in my life. Like I need this to get to to yeah. you know, start the day or, or get through life. So yeah, I mean I know people who. If they have to, um, they need to do something really, really high cognitive level. So they have to go out in front of some people and give a talk. They have to like analyze a paper or something. And for preparation, what they do is they go into a cold tank um, and they'll go into a cold bath for like four or five minutes. And it it like fires all these chemicals in their brain and they're they're like, OK, game on. We can, we can do this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really good. I, I haven't actually thought about that. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll do that before I do anything like that. Then, sure. <laughs> super interesting. Um, and so, are, are you finding that? Like, I don't know anybody. I know what I actually know. One woman in Seattle who has her own cold tub, but in general. The whole cold thing tends to be more like um, you you go to a facility that has a cold place that you can do it. Like a lot of people have hot tubs, right? Like that's sort of a common thing, like a hot tub. You have a backyard jacuzzi or something. But I don't, I mean, when I ask people about this, like, oh, you're going to get a cold tub? They just look at me like I'm out of my mind. Um, but I don't know. Tony Robbins has one. I know he, I don't know, whatever you think of Tony Robbins, but, um, you know. Mm. He does every morning. He gets in his gold tub. <laughs> yeah, well, he's um he's kind of at the forefront of all those things that that, that help the human body. Um, yeah, it's it's becoming much like far more common these days to have a, a sauna and or ice bath. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just this just huge huge movement now that's, that's going on in the health and wellness industry. Like everyone everyone wants to get access to a cold uh, uh a cold tub or a yeah. well, like most people most people start like as you say they they use a stock trough or something they fill it with ice, and then the <laughs> step the step up from that is um is the chest freezer. A lot of people use chest freezers, but the, the, one of the issues with that is that one you absolutely have to turn it off before you get in. Because yeah. it's not it's not fully grounded and certainly not designed for a human being to be in there, and um, and they do tend to the, eventually the water leaks through and then it rusts them and you got to just throw the thing out, and then the the, the step up from that again is uh, like a bespoke solution. Um, I guess I could give give myself a, shel- a shameless plug here. <laughs> um, I, I run a company it. called I run a company called Odin Ice Baths and we make a. Uh, a cedar a cedar ice bath um which is a true ice bath in that it actually produces ice around the around the sides of it unlike a cold plunge which just provides um just cold water and so, uh, uh, yeah so, so tell anyway. me I, I got i so i want to know the metric on this um yeah what temperature is the water inside your tub well it gets down to um well, we, we we produce ice, so I mean, if the entire thing was thirty two degrees, then it would be a oh block God. of ice. But having having said that, um, we do we did purposely make it so it could it could be filled with um, you could put magnesium in the water. So some people have been doing that and getting it below freezing. So oh, below that's insane! Degrees. Oh my yes. God! <laughs> oh my God! I that's 
like 3840 is sort of like that's good that's good for me like yeah. i've only been in that you know here at like whatever it is like 33 and that's just i'm not as strong as you man I, I don't know. <laughs> well you say that but i'm more it's funny because i run a, a, a an ice bath company but i'm more i'm more sort of comfortable at uh well that might be a bit of an oxymoron but <laughs> i'm more comfortable at sort of four to six degrees celsius i'm not sure exactly the the conversion yeah. of that that's but a, I think it's like one of those 40. it's one yeah. of those things that um you're better off you're better off having it and not needing it than than needing it and right. not having it. And uh everyone with their their sort of cold therapy um journey, they you never know where you're gonna end up. And like a lot of people like pushing pushing themselves. And so it's good to it's good to have that option to be able to go as low as 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 that. And it's also a, a cool party trick to to actually produce ice in an ice bath at home. <laughs> okay. Um, and so what's, what's your protocol? Like how long do you go in for how many times a week? What what are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's, uh, it's very much dictated by my, by my work schedule, but um, in an ideal world, I would, I do sauna every day. And um, so I'll jump in there for, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, depending on how I'm feeling. I'll, and I'll really push myself in there. And then I'll jump from that to the, to the ice bath. I'll keep the ice bath between four and six degrees. Also, also based on how I'm feeling. And then I'll stay in there for about four minutes and then I'll jump out of that and jump into the sauna. And, um, and then I'll do about 30 minutes of that. And then I'll go back into the ice bath and I'll, 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 I'll generally do that about three times. Um, and uh yeah and afterwards you i mean at the time you feel great and afterwards you feel even better and um yeah it's just it's just you just feel like superman uh, yeah I, I can vouch for that that's true uh, <laughs> you just have to try it and you just got to see and um you'll you'll know after the first time you do it you'll 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 feel pretty damn good so i'm 35 now and uh, i was given 10 years to live when i was born more or less yeah. and you know most people look at me they don't think there's anything wrong with me like i'm i'm arguably healthier than than the typical person and and that it, that comes down to me just trying everything um right. it's quite interesting if you if you ever go and read a scientific journal article you'll see maybe there's 30 participants participants maybe there's 100 mm-hmm. and if you if you track their if you track their results from whatever the intervention may be, you'll you'll see the scatter plot. And on mm-hmm. on the left hand side, you've got people who are non-responders, mm-hmm. so you know they they had no effect from it. And then you've got people on the right that are hyper-responders, mm-hmm. and so and they just got tremendous benefits from it. And and I'm a, I'm a big believer in the fact that all all of us are hyper-responders to some things and non-responders to others. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of trying things trying things trying everything you can think of uh you know assuming it, it has a somewhat scientific basis and at some point you'll find something that you're hyper responded to and i really believe that a lot of people are hyper responders to the cold therapy and uh, that's that's how i've stayed so well i've i've just i've just treated myself like a, a one person clinical trial and uh, i've tried tried things over and over again and eventually i found a select few things that really 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 helped me and um yeah and but i'm i'm just i still i'm still still searching for things and each time i do find something i give myself a bit more of an edge and i prolong my life a bit more as i i, I say a lot like we're all n of one 
And you just sort of have to take responsibility for who you are and how your body reacts to different things. Because, you know, what works for me may or may not work for you. And the only way you're going to know that is to just try it. And as long as it's not, you know, injurious, um, you know, try things mm. out, see what, see what happens. Absolutely. Well, the num- number one rule is don't hurt yourself do, or do no harm. And, yeah. and, and everything else is open, you know, just give it a go. There's, there's literally nothing to lose. I, and if you, if it doesn't work, you come out with a story. Like remember that time I voluntarily got in freezing cold water. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I, I will. Th- I, one of the things that just comes to mind with this is if someone has a cardiac condition or thinks they have a cardiac condition, you probably mm. want to check with your cardiologist before you do something like, you know, get into like really cold water. Um, yes. That, yes. I think, I think just, um, yeah, it's, it's always a good idea to, to run everything past the doctor, but That's it's interesting. Right. Like I, my, a friend of mine has a heart condition, like it's an anxiety induced heart, heart condition. I, I mm. can't really exactly remember the, the, um, the, the name of it, but, um, I was, I was talking to her about, about her trying cold therapy and and she's like oh i don't know about that i I feel like my heart will go crazy and so i did some research on it and it turns out um splashing cold water in someone's face with that heart heart condition was Mm. actually a treatment to calming the heart (laughs) so um yeah it was just really interesting it was just really interesting that, that it had that effect on that condition that's I and I just for for other people who are curious about trying this I what I have read is that um, if this sounds like uh, like a lot to do right off the bat you can start with just you go to the sink and just wash your face with cold water and then sort of get a little more like put it on your whole head and then maybe you turn the shower down a little bit and I'll just um, my, my experience with cold showers are they are the most painful um, they're they're worse actually than the tub because the tub, you put your whole body and your body's like, okay, this is what we, you know, we, we, this is our new situation. We're going to adapt to this with the shower as you rotate, like you're just constantly changing the parts of your skin <laughs> and so there's no adaptation. So, um, but you can start with just like the cold water in your face and then try it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, like, like anything really, like you just, you, you want to ease yourself into it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people who buy my ice bath, um, are like, um, health clubs and things like that. And they, they say, what, what temperature do you like? Do you, should we put it on? And I say, well, kind of depends on how seasoned the people are who are getting in it. If you put it at zero degrees Celsius or 32, then you're probably going to scare a fair few people away. Um, they'll probably still enjoy it, but it might just be too intense. And so yeah. I kind of suggest, um, exactly as you say, you want to, you want to you want to start at ten degrees. I don't know what that is in, in Fahrenheit, but um, but yeah, you want to ease ease into it, and you want to go at your own pace and at your own comfort levels, and um, just ramp it up each time. That's right, Jono. It's been great having you on the call today. Thank you for getting up early. You, I know you mentioned you're not a morning person. You've done an excellent job um, at faking it as a morning person. We appreciate this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care now. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the show today. And just a a quick disclaimer, um, we don't dispense medical advice on this show. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I know a lot of them. We have them on the show. But any of these things that we talk about here, you really want to check with your doctor and make sure that any of these things that we're talking about, they're safe and they're appropriate for you to do. If you enjoyed the show today, and I hope you did, 
Um, I really encourage everyone, go out there and try some cold therapy. I know a lot of you are like, oh my God, I can't do that. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of great, and it's not nearly as uncomfortable as it seems. Um, but in any case, you have the opportunity to leave us up to a five-star review, and I would really appreciate that. Um, and the only way that we grow this podcast is all of you share this with maybe a friend or two. So if you can do that, that would be wonderful. Next week on the show, we're going to be talking about nitric oxide, which sounds really obtuse and odd. Um, but I think for all of you out there whose hands and feet get cold in the winter, I know we're back on the cold theme again, <laughs> but um, I have some uh, interesting information for you that I think would be very helpful for you this winter. So check it out next week. Until then, everyone have a wonderful week and we'll see you then. Take care. Take care.